Hey everybody, welcome to episode 70 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, coming to you from Kansas City. We are a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. My name is Garrett. And I am Carson. And this is our December preview episode where we run through what's coming out, most of what's coming out in December, talk about what we want to see, when it's coming out, what we expect about each of them, and hopefully these are the ones that we'll try to get to in the podcast. But with the holidays coming through in December... Who knows? We'll probably see most of them. I'm not sure how many episodes will get churned out, but it's fair enough to talk about them. Yeah. All right. So the first one up, this is an interesting one to me because it's coming out on December 7th. And when we talked about this, preparing for the show, you said you've seen the trailer a lot. Yes. And it's weird because we go to the same theaters in the same theater company. I mean, not exactly the same physical theater, but I haven't seen this trailer at all. I haven't seen it on TV. I haven't seen it before a single movie. I had not seen the trailer. That's funny. And you said you'd seen it a lot. Yes. So it's pretty interesting. And in the trailer, when I went to Trailer Addict to go find it, I guess it came out in July, and they haven't had any new trailers since then. Yeah, according I've seen, to I've seen the, yeah, I've seen the same trailer. Okay. Over and over again. Yeah. So I had to watch this last night for the first time. It's directed by. Did I already say the name of the movie? Nope. <laughs> nope we're just, we're just we're just still talking okay yeah. so, so you mo- get you guess what we're talking about right. and then we'll just go through <laughs> right the movie we're talking about is mary queen of scots it's directed by josie rourke it's got cersei ronan who plays mary and she was from ladybird ladybird yeah. and then margot robbie plays queen elizabeth the first which we all know who margot robbie is so since you've seen the trailer of this a lot you want to give a quick overview of what it's about yeah, this is uh, about Mary Stuart of Scotland that attempts to overthrow her cousin, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth I. Right. Who's the Queen of England at the time. Who was originally supposed to be played by Scarlett Johansson, from what I heard. I did not know that. But she got into a busy schedule and Margot Robbie took over. Well, Margot, this is a very different role for Margot. If you're. I feel like she takes a bunch of different roles. Not like this. No, but I'm saying she's not yeah. like typecast or anything. Yeah, she's definitely trying to get out of that Wolf of Wall Street, Harley Quinn. Sure. Role. Which, to me, those are two very different roles, but okay. Well, highly sexualized. <laughs> okay, that, you know. I can see where you're going there. Yeah, and then this is very not. So if you're going to see Margot like that, yeah. don't, don't go see this. <laughs> so I watched the trailer, like I said, for the first time last night, and I wasn't wowed. I, this to me is going to come down to it's all going to be on the shoulders of Cersei Ronan and Margot Robbie. Oh, I agree. Which is fine. They're both really good, strong female actors, and I think they're more than capable of carrying a full movie. But that's really what it's going to come down to. Well, I think from the trailer, most of it is just them two. Right. Which is good. From what I gathered. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't seem, I don't know. Like if you're comparing it to other historical movies like that, it's not it's not Gladiator, it's not Braveheart. It's yeah. it feels like it's gonna be more political, maybe some dabbling in some conflicts here and there, war wise, but it's going to be, I think, a, a period drama a movie. Oh, I, I think exactly that. Right. And there may be some assassinations, but there's sure. no, no battles that we're gonna Yeah. 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 So I mean <laughs> It is, again, like I said, it's two good actresses yeah. going head-to-head. And so, 
Who knows? Yeah. So I'm at a floor of two and a half because I feel like it could be boring. And even though they might be, I don't think we're going to get bad performances from either of them, but it could just be average, you know, altogether. So I'm at a floor of two and a half, but I'm going to give it a ceiling of four because I think it could hit all the right, you know, I guess could tick off all the boxes in terms of acting and period and could invest you in the story, maybe give you something that you don't know about, even though it's a historical drama. So it's got a lot of leeway with me. Yeah, I have a floor of two and a half and then a ceiling of three and a half. Um, while I like historical movies, I prefer to have those battles in there. Of course uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think it'll be well acted and I think it looks well made. Um, and I think it'll be be good. Yeah. But not great. Yep, I think so too. Uh, next up on December 14th, we have Mortal Engines, which I feel like we've been seeing a teaser or a trailer for this for... A decade? Yeah, and I still don't understand fully what it's about. Although I know the entire movie, I don't know exactly what it's... I just kind of gloss over, uh, you know... The, How many trailers have you seen of this? Di- uh, different like trailers. Maybe two or three. Okay, because the first trailer told us the entire beginning, and the second trailer told us the entire end, and then there's like a third one that, that does an origin piece, and that, that we used to... I, go, I, I feel like I've already seen this whole movie. And maybe you have, and I feel like... It, so it's not directed by Peter Jackson, but it's from Peter Jackson. So it's basically a CGI special effects fest. Mm-hmm. And I think you just pay attention better than I do because I see mortal engines come on and I start looking at my phone in the theater because I'm, I am so disinterested in this movie. I, I completely agree. So I, it's it, like, it's like me, my brain is like, it makes sense. It's, this is London and there are, and you have this big, big city type thing it reminds me of the technodrome every time i see it <laughs> and and you you look at london and like there's nothing on london that says london to me right you, you know there's, like, there's like no put big ben on there you <laughs> yeah, know something exactly. you know just just throw it on there just so i know that this is london you know? right you're just calling it london just yeah and i feel like it's it's solely designed to be this hey look at those special effects and this idea that we have that cities are mobile now and go around and then we give you this plot that doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that everything's a mobile city it's just this normal revenge plot that's going on i mean the only good thing that came out of this for me at all was i realized that hugo weaving still acts like i feel like i haven't seen the guy in anything and i don't know how long and i'm like hey look it's hugo weaving he's still around yeah, since Captain America. Yeah, because he turned down doing Red Skull and Infinity War, so like maybe the dude's just not acting anymore. Still, no, he's been working on yeah, the, the eight sequels of Mortal Engines that I'm sure will, will come. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm looking at it, and like, that is not a logical leap. No. It, like, there's some that are cities that are on the ground, some that are in the air, and some that are on, on the water. Like, the water one's the only one that made sense, as yeah. opposed to having a mobile giant technodrome right rolling around eating up other smaller cities <laughs> right. like what yeah I, I, and normally i like movies where they they have more questions than answers which i feel like from a plot standpoint this movie kind of gives you the plot but the, there's all these questions around why are we on cities on wheels and all this stuff but i just i guess i just don't care well the, the last trailer explained all that okay uh, well, i'm glad i didn't and, see it and, and so but it's like i don't yeah yeah it, it looks bad yeah and honestly Aside from, I'd have to really think about this. I should have done more research. But aside from Lord of the Rings, I mean, has Peter Jackson really done a whole lot? He did the bad King Kong. He did all the Hobbit movies, which I still haven't seen any of them. So I can't say that they're bad, but I just can say that I'm wholly disinterested in them. Well, the Hobbit, he took one book and stretched it out. Yeah. So it feels that way. I know the premise of them and everything. I just, I feel like Peter Jackson gets a lot of credit for Lord of the Rings and, and rightfully so. 
but outside of that i he's not a director i ever like oh there's a new peter jackson produced or like like right. we just did an episode on o- overlord and we we're like well jj abrams didn't even direct it but we know jj is attached to it and we're excited right but when i see from the mind of peter jackson I'm like nothing all right so a lot of cgi and and like six endings yeah yeah that, that's what i think of peter jackson <laughs> <laughs> so i'm at a floor of two and a ceiling of three i really don't think i'm gonna like this movie i was at the same but the more i think about it i'm at a floor of one and a half and, and yeah and ceiling of three it I could think. be one and a half is getting into very bad territory yeah and ceiling of three i think is still too high i think at best it's gonna be two and a half yeah probably i, I can't like the main character, it, it's a, it's a kid movie because mm-hmm. they're what teenagers that are fighting Hugo Weaving and it, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay, we can, we can move on to the next <laughs> we'll movie. Move on. All right. <laughs> so this is a totally different movie, kind of in a way. But welcome to kind Mar- of in a way. Yeah, this is completely different than Mortal Engines. Yeah, I, I feel like the the doll aspect of it though just it makes me keep thinking that it's like oriented towards kids somehow. I just can't get past the doll sword. Okay. Welcome to Marwin on December twenty first. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, who, in his early days, just completely crushed it between all the Back to the Futures and Forrest Gump and Romancing the Stone. But he's one of those guys that, I don't know if he's going through a Spielberg-type funk and churning out stuff like, you know, Bridge of Spies, which is insanely boring, or the term I don't know if he did the Terminal. I shouldn't say that. But Spielberg has hit a little bit of a lull. And Zemeckis has stuff like Polar Express, Flight, Allied, The Walk. <laughs> None of those are bad. They're just sort of just stuff. They're there. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't really know what we're getting, but I will say this is fairly unique appearing. It's got a huge cast with Steve Carell, Leslie Mann, uh, Kansas City's own Janelle Monae, Diane Kruger, <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie, who is Brianna Tarth. So there's a ton of people in this. It, it's certainly unique. I can't put my finger on what I think about it though. Well, unfortunately, I feel like I've do the trailer i feel like i've seen this whole movie also um the the two trailers that they've shown i think it i think they needed to show more uh to get the idea of what's going on Mm -hmm. uh, to get people to go see it and i think it'll be a very emotional yeah movie and i love steve carell and i think he can pull off anything right i think he's fantastic so from what i gather it's you know, Steve Carell gets beaten up by a bunch of people, kind of loses his memory, is scared of everything, and he copes by recreating World War II dioramas or something like that with dolls yeah. in his house. And he takes pictures of them and stuff, which I'm all good with. I just can't. You know how we talk sometimes about, like, we mentioned it with Creed 2. Like I said, I can't envision a way in which Garrett could write a movie that gets Drago back in a Rocky movie without it being cheesy, right? <laughs> right. I can't envision a way that I would write a movie that has scenes where these dolls come to life and do it inside of this emotional drama of this guy getting beat up and losing his memory and do that in a way that doesn't come across as either cheesy or as taking away from kind of the tragic story that it's trying to tell over here. I feel like the emotional heart of the movie is with the puppets see i i don't get that at all i get it from like the courtroom stuff him battling his fears all this stuff and then i'm not quite sure i feel like the puppets are what he wants to be agreed environment that what he what he wants and i think bouncing back and forth of what is and what he wants is where we're gonna have have the dynamic of sure yeah and i think we're saying the same thing i'm just saying i'm not sure how you pull that off in a way that is more additive than distracting and 
cheesy. So I don't know. Uh, see, I just I just think that I wish I had seen less, but I wouldn't see it if I hadn't seen right. more. Okay, so <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> Did you know that this was based off of a documentary? No. Okay, so, so this, this guy's real. Yes, and his puppets are real. Uh, yes. Do they come to life? I'm assuming no. <laughs> so I haven't seen the documentary, and I just learned about this the more I, I researched it. But it makes me sort of even be a little bit more worried about the whole dolls coming to life thing because this is this happened to a real guy, right? <laughs> I mean, this, a guy got beat up so bad he lost his memory and had to learn how to walk again and apparently found a coping mechanism and filming or taking pictures of these dolls. So now it almost feels like the dolls coming to life feels a little bit more trite that I know that it's a real story. And I need to, again, I think there's just more emphasis on how do you pull off that aspect of the film in a way that adds more heart and doesn't come across as cheesy or take away from anything. Yeah. I think, I hope that he was involved in this to show this is, this is what I was seeing, you know, when this scene, came out and so yeah. they, they played it out with the dolls you know because that's basically his imagination and play out this scene the way i was seeing it right and if he wasn't then i don't know <laughs> yeah you could you could definitely make that point that 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 is this not discrediting his story but right but kind of yeah i'm, you know I'm, I'm so, yeah <laughs> i'm sort of torn on whether i want to go try and dig up this documentary before or after no oh, i think it's an after yeah i i think so too but it, I almost feel bad saying that. Like I'm, it almost makes me feel like I'm saying I'm more interested in the fictionalized version than I am the real version. Well, I think in most of these, you should see the fictionalized version first, yeah, and then see what really happened. Sure. After, because you have your entertainment value, right? Versus saying, "Well, that's not what happened." Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. I think it has a lot of potential. Steve Carell, huge fan. I think the guy can do anything. He's proven he can be in funny movies, be in serious movies, all yeah. the above. So. Looking forward to it. I got a floor of three, ceiling of four. Uh, I'm close. Floor of two and a half, ceiling of four. Yeah. Yep. I could see myself getting down to a two and a half if the doll stuff just goes real south <laughs> for me. But Yeah. No, but I, th- I think it would be pretty, pretty good. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the same weekend, but a completely different genre. And that groan can mean one thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking DC movies on Two Views Movies podcast. Which I you don't normally get a groan from from this side of the table uh, when it comes to superhero movies. No, and especially somebody who has defended Justice League and Batman versus Superman. I don't expect a, good. a, a guttural groan on Aquaman. But, but, good movies, but we're but here. God, this trailer looks so cheesy. Yeah. The effects look so bad. I don't know that the effects look bad. I mean, they look what they you, look like Gungans. But what do you want them? Uh, the Gungan city. I agree with you. When it went underwater, I'm like, who? Yeah. That is which Gungans. it's Aquaman. How? I mean, I, sure. I, I figured the most of it's going to be underwater. Right, but you don't have to make it like the glowing. Uh, yeah. yeah, the glowing shell type stuff that they have going on. It just reeks of Gungans. But the I, I kind of battles. And I kind of forgive some of that stuff because there's, there's just no way to film that in a way that makes it look realistic, right? I mean, if they're going down the path of, we wrote the script to have people riding sharks and well, crab well, fights. And... Okay, so, so start, start right there. Do we have to have people riding sharks? No, 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 no. I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm my... if people lived underwater, would they tame sharks <laughs> I don't to ride? I mean, I'm is... divorcing these two things for just a second. I'm saying that <laughs> if you, Carson Graff, 
are an effects person and you are delivered a script that says you got to make me a scene where people ride sharks. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, there's only so much you can do with that. True. So True. I don't it's know. Not, that, I mean, they, they can't even pull off, you know, riding a rhino and black Panther, <laughs> right. you know, much right. less. <laughs> a right. Shark. So I, I don't know that the effects are bad. It's just, they're in a realm where realism is just simply not possible. So yeah. I don't think they're, but even outside of that, I mean, how many times are we going to see him catching a sword or a trident or whatever sure. with the palms of his hands? I agree. You know, like slapping the hands together. I mean, that, what, we saw it three times in the trailer, or at least twice when he's a kid, and then again, yeah. he's, I mean, sure. come on. Yeah, and you know, it's it, such a dumb move anyway. It honestly has. Ha- anybody in the history <laughs> of the world ever done that in, in real life? I don't know, maybe. I mean, I think I've seen it in some of my old kung fu movies. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I always picture John Candy doing that. Why do you picture John Candy doing that? Because it makes no sense. It was in what? Delirious? Was it? Okay, maybe. He, I needed some explanation there, on that there, one. I mean, like Delirious a, is the one where he's typing on the typewriter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could maybe see that. <laughs> I think it's a knife someone throws and he catches like that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It. I will say... I'll need to fact check myself on that. <laughs> but that's what I have in my head. Yeah. Aquaman does feel like Wonder Woman to me. In the sense that I thought, and he, and he should. I thought Wonder Woman had some bad CGI with the Amazons and the battles, and the, the CGI feels very similar. It feels like I don't know. It, it's 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 definitely more in line with Wonder Woman than the Zack Snyder DC movie. So Justice League, it, Man it, of Steel, it's Batman definitely going for the the lighter version. Yeah, the the Guardians of DC sure. type feel. Like they're they're definitely go, trying to get away from the dark. Yeah, and I think that they, which is which I think is wrong with this Aquaman. This type of Aquaman, you have Jason Momoa go darker with it. No, they made him a total dude, bro. Like it's they But his world can be darker. No, I know. I'm just saying that for some reason I think Zack Snyder's vision of Aquaman is carrying over, which is that he's a surfer. I mean, right? He, the things he says where he's like redheads and he jumps out of the plane and wahoo, you know, that stuff. It's like that's it, so cheesy. And then even, so we, we saw the extended trailer with Amber Heard running around. Yeah. Um, that whole, that couldn't have been more green screen. Sure. There there was not one thing in that, that shot other than Amber that was real. Right. You know, when she's re- jumping from buildings and that just looks so bad. Yeah. See, I, I'm again, I actually thought that it was kind of bad, but not terrible. Oh, I, it, it took me completely out. <laughs> and I was, and, and, I, and I want this to be good and I'm, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts me that I, it's not. I just don't. I just don't like what they're going with Momoa. I don't like the surfer bro. I don't. Everything's all right, badass. Like that's every like <laughs> those are all his lines. It's like come on. I mean, you have a cool actor here. He could be an amazing Aquaman because it's a, a badass. It's role, a yeah. it's a cool take on this idea that Aquaman was a you know blonde Aryan race Aquaman underneath the sea. You went actually with something that makes a little bit more sense where he's Polynesian, you know, Islander. And you just throw it all away by making him just a surfer on California. It's such a waste. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying is I feel like he gives off more of the California surfer vibe. The, uh, you know, okay. gnarly, radical, uh, that kind of like, like he came straight at a point break, basically. Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we didn't mention that there's a ton of people in this between Momoa, you mentioned Amber Heard, but Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, who's in, uh, is it the Conjuring movies? And he's in The Watchmen. Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren, a favorite here at this podcast. Who is he? 
Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. He's going to be somebody's dad. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got red hair and a red beard in one of the things yeah, I saw. Uh, and it's like, flows, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I had to give a shot to Tamara Morrison, who's Django Fett. Django. Yeah. Yep, so we do have his dad. We do have a Star Wars connection, right? Yes. Yeah. There's more than one. More reasons to be worried about this movie than excited. And honestly, I'm on movie Twitter a lot, and there's tons of people who are all up in arms about this movie in terms of excited like this looks great this looks awesome and i just kind of scratched my head i'm like really we're this is what we're hanging our hat on to save dc outside of wonder woman this i mean i i will be there on opening night Mm -hmm. so not to say that i'm not but i this does not look good no i don't think so good so what's that equate to for scores for you that's a floor two and a half and uh, I think it it stays at two and a half because it's a superhero movie, so it gets sure. I mean, gonna, that, it's going to stay yeah. right there. For I don't me. know that you have a full star bump on DC. I'd have to go back no. and see what our previous podcast said, but with a ceiling of three and a half, but I think it's it could be no better than three and a half. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I exact same floor and ceiling. I think initially I thought Wonder Woman was a three and a half, and then I saw it again and bumped up to a four. And I just don't see this movie having Gal Gadot in it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Momo is not gonna doesn't have the same yeah. appeal. Yeah, I mean, I like Momo a lot, and I know you do too. But yeah. the guy just gets saddled with some bad scripts. Yeah, and I mean, just even the Aquaman villains, just in general, are not good to where you'd want to go see see them. Yeah, I mean, so, the, the scene you talked about where Amber Heard's running across all the rooftops. That's was it. Black Manta is yeah. the bad guy yeah, shooting shoot, yeah. shooting his lasers. Yeah, and like, then there's clearly uh, some. Fam- he looks like. Uh, uh, from Power Ranger Alpha, from Power <laughs> Alpha, Rangers, yeah. <laughs> and then there's also some family struggles, which happens every movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the plot's gonna be pretty generic. And I just don't know what the timing is. Yeah, is this? It seems like it's part of it's before Justice League, but then I don't think it also can be after. No, because in Justice League he goes back to the underwater city to when the mother box is there, and it's like he's never been back or something, or not that he yeah. hasn't been back, but I think. But the conversations that they have don't make sense. So unless there's just a lot of flashbacks yeah, uh, bouncing back and forth, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's going to be, cause we clearly see him as a little kid and when he's first born. So I think we're going to be going back and forth a little bit, unless there's just a prologue that goes through it. I mean, I guess that's kind of what wonder woman did, right? I'm trying to remember how wonder woman opened, but you see her grow up and it's not really through flashbacks. Like, no, it started when she was a okay. kid. Okay. Yeah, she, I, she just grew up. Okay. Yeah, and so this one they have to skip Justice League somehow. Sure, in, in that process, so it's got to be flashbacks. I mean, DC's yeah. a mess. Burn it down, <laughs> burn it. Yes. All right. So moving on. Same weekend though. Holmes and Watson. We've got Will Ferrell <laughs> and John C. Riley teaming back up, directed by Ethan Cohen, not to be confused with Ethan Cohen from the Cohen Brothers. The only other thing this guy's done is Get Hard, which was Will Ferrell and Kevin uh, Hart. Kevin Hart. Anytime you can put these two guys together, I think you, you you have an opportunity. You do, but the trailer looks so bad. It it, it went like yeah. Master of Disguise cheesy. Yes, and I'm worried that a trailer is supposed to get butts in the seats. So <laughs> if if you're leading with your best foot forward, yeah, ew. I mean, ew. yeah, it it doesn't. It looks so slapsticky. Like it looks like. Magatu from Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's the character that he's playing. When Step Brothers is more 
grounded in reality and then they were just stupid people. Right. Which I, I'd hope that that's what this was. This does not seem like it's grounded in reality at all. No. And it's but just I mean, so out there. It, it's not too far removed from Step Brothers and I mean, Talladega Nights. I mean, the selfie. Sure. Yeah. And smacking her with the camera. Yeah. I mean, it just looks... And then Was she falling out of a window at one scene? She like, might the, have been. The, the queen. Yeah, it's like... come. I mean, yeah. it, it does not look like it has Talladega Nights, which is the same idea. It's more grounded. These are just two really stupid guys, right? You know, in that, and that's what I really hoped that this was going to be, and that I don't think that's what this is. True, and I do think that this is a movie that, no matter what I feel about it, when I see it in the theater, it has the potential to grow over time because I feel like both. I agree. I agree. Both of the movies we've talked about, Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, I didn't really think they were like crazy funny when I first saw them thought they were funny but they've both gotten funnier over time well even Anchorman's the same way yeah, yeah I Anchorman 2 on the other hand which I had not seen since yeah, originally I haven't either so but... maybe so maybe we just didn't <laughs> give another chance yeah that's true <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure that was worthy of it but, but I do I do think that it's funny that they're kind of poking fun at the other two Sherlock Holmes right <laughs> uh the the two being the Robert Downey Jr. one and then I don't know if you've seen any of it but I haven't the, seen the, the Cumberbatch one yeah, yeah it's, it's actually really good for a, a BBC show I, I really enjoy it but there's definitely some and you have to do that I think you're just having a good time with it but another instance of a trailer too here where it uses music that I thought was was awful it's like mm-hmm. what was it the boys are back in town the boys yeah it's just I, Which again I, takes it to that that different. Yeah, you know. like I don't know. I just I'm really worried about this movie. I'll see it, but I don't have a lot of hope for it. And, I, and I've probably said this a thousand times. Will Ferrell, just his face on screen makes me laugh. Yeah, and so that that's gonna I'm going to laugh out loud. <laughs> you know, I I I know that's coming. Yeah, you know, just just seeing him do anything just makes me laugh. Yeah, and so. I just hope and John that, C. Riley too. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, but just Will Ferrell's face. Yeah, you know when, something about his, your his, face. Just something your face. <laughs> his expression. I always picture in um, uh, old school at his wedding that big picture behind him. Yeah, you know the, the, the dumb look on his face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, it's so perfect, Will Ferrell. That it just makes me laugh no matter what. So no matter how bad the movie is, it's not going to get too bad. But, sure, but I, I have it at a. At a, just a straight two and a half. Floor and ceiling. Floor and ceiling. No wiggle room. No, not. I mean, I hope to be pleasantly surprised that it's not as cheesy as the trailer makes out, but I have a feeling it, it's going to laugh. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy it, but that's about it. <laughs> I, I give it some wiggle room, although I'm kind of on either side of you there. I'm floor of two, ceiling of three, so I, I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. You're straddling. Yep, that's right. All right, so last up on the same weekend, December 21st, we have Vice. Which is probably the, could be the best made movie. Yeah. M- maybe Mary Queen of Scots can rival that, but. Yeah. yeah, so Vice has a lot going for it, right? It's got Adam McKay directing it, who made his name on basically funny Will Ferrell movies with Anchorman, we just, Step Brothers. We just named all those. Yeah, <laughs> all those. But where he really turned a corner was the big short he was able to take this really serious subject of the financial crisis and mortgages and what caused it and take a huge cast of Carell, Gosling, all these guys and, and make a really smart and interesting and funny movie that I don't think anybody saw coming. It was sort of like Adam McKay can, can do this. That's not what he's done before. So now he's setting his sights on Dick Cheney and how he was vice president 
And all the stories that we've heard and seen are about Christian Bale, right? He gained 40 pounds by eating a bunch of pies. He's super fat. He dyed his eyebrows blonde and he looks balding. <laughs> I would be interested interested to know if normal people even know that's Christian Bale when they first see it. Because yeah. it doesn't really look anything like him. No, it doesn't. And this is Bale's thing, right? He's He loves to do Yeah, yeah he weighed like 100 pounds for The Machinist and then 220 for... Batman begins and got fat for American hustle and back down for others. So he's, he's always all over the place. That's what, that's what he does. But having said that, I, when I saw the trailer, uh, Sam Rockwell stole it from me. Him doing I love Sam Rockwell. George W. Bush. Was, and, I, and I love W. So you, you, put, you put those tunes. It was in great the same character. I mean, yeah. he's sitting there eating his chicken wings, talking yeah. to Dick Cheney about whether he wants to be vice president <laughs> or not. It, it's so perfect. Yeah. But it's got a lot yeah. of other people, too. Uh, so many people. Steve Carell's in it as Rumsfeld. Amy Adams is back. Uh, everything about this movie, the trailer music was perfect. So we've, you know, crapped on a few other movies <laughs> lately for their bad trailer music. This was this perfect. Is pretty, this is pretty good. It gives off a perfect vibe of what I think it wants to be. I think it wants to be the story of Dick Cheney and all the political, you know, machinations that he does, but also poke fun at it. Right. And it it feels like they nailed it, and I do I do agree with you. I think this has the chance to be the best movie of of the month. No, I agree. I think the best made movie of the month. What do you think would be the best movie of the month out of all things? This is the last movie on the list. So, which one are you saying would be better than Vice? Uh, I think Welcome to Marwin. Another Steve Carell movie. Steve yes. Carell could own December. It he, sounds like he could. Nice. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be mad at that. Two best movies, Steve Carell movies. Yeah, it's a good month. The um. This one, I mean, I, I think it'll be good. And again, I don't know how much. I think it's mostly going to be Christian Bale. I don't know how much the other actors are going to be in it. But I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah. And the I don't like Amy Adams, so I hope she's not in oh. much of it. I don't get the Amy Adams hate. I can see why you don't like her being a Lois Lane, but in yeah, that, general, I don't have a problem that, with her. That was the genesis. Oh, okay. So, she's made a lot of good movies, though. I don't know why you're so mad at her for her other movies. Yeah. That's an interesting one. We'll have to dive into that next time we get some Amy Adams movies on here. Not not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan. So where are you at score-wise on this? Uh, Floor two and a half, ceiling a three and a half. Okay. I'm I'm much different than you. I'm I'm a star full bumped up on both. So I'm at a floor of three and a half and a ceiling of four and a half. Wow. A lot of that's going off the big short. I think I... Which I haven't seen yet. What? I still haven't seen that. You have not seen the big short? No. Wow. Yeah. You should probably go home. And watch that. Just go watch that right now. I mean, it's great. Gosling, Carell, Margot Robbie cutscenes, it, it, Christian Bale. It's fantastic. I mean, anybody that can take a movie about such a boring subject of the financial crisis. Well, see, I, I live that crisis you well, know, right. in my day to day. So then you should appreciate <laughs> I know, I know. what it, it, what which it is, takes. It's funny to... that I haven't seen it because it, it, it fits right. everything that I'm. It's is... just. How, I mean, if you tried to explain right now, like mortgage-backed securities and what happened in the financial crisis, you would get about a minute in and the person would just gloss over and be wholly uninterested. But this guy made a two-hour movie about it that is somehow, one, informative, and two, just really good to watch. And I could argue all day about who's the better actor in this, Gosling, Carell, or Bale, because they are fantastic. And its I've only seen it three times, once in the theater. <laughs> I've only seen it three well, times. Well, I mean, how, how old is it now? It's probably, what, like four years old now? I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll say that. And so I thought saw it in theater and loved it. And then I saw it again and I was like, yeah, this is really good. And then I didn't really watch it for a while. And one day I was like, let's just turn this on on Netflix. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this movie is insanely good. So yes, you okay. need to go watch that. 
I'll go watch that. <laughs> All right. So that's what's coming out in December. That's what we hope to cover in December and yeah, the, moving the, forward. There's, yeah, there's a few others that are that are coming out. We have uh, Bumblebee. The I don't need to see John Cena in Transformers movies. You need to see John Cena. You can't see him. No, you can't. <laughs> I wish I hadn't seen him in Blockers. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh... Well, he's not comedic now. He's he's in the military role. Sure. Mary Poppins returns, and then uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Right, which is Marvel but animated. Anime, yeah, yeah. And so, if you stayed through the end of Venom, you got to see like ten minutes of it or something. I watched like five of it. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm not gonna keep watching this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's always other movies we can't always get to them, but. If we do happen to get to them, maybe we'll talk about them or at least get a, a spoiler-free review up, right? Like if if we get bored and Bumblebee's all that's out there, I'm pretty sure I won't see it. But if I do, we'll write a spoiler-free review on it. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for our December preview episode. As usual, go out to the podcast stores and subscribe so you can get the new episodes downloaded to your phone immediately. And then make sure to leave us a rating or a review on those stores so that you can let everybody else know how much you like the podcast and help support us. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time.